Hey, everybody. Uh, just want to do a quick update uh, podcast. Um, since we last uh, had the discussion on the Rest in Peace Adult Prevnar vaccination um, podcast from a couple of weeks ago, I had talked about how the ACIP, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, had talked about changing. Oh, that was a window pop up. That's okay. I'll just, I'm too too lazy to edit that out. So when we talk about the vaccination update from Prevnar, uh, this was, uh, I talked about how the guidelines were likely going to change and how this will probably change my practice. Um, still having a shared decision making about the use of Prevnar, the risks being almost negligible, but the benefits being also very negligible. Uh, the CDC today recommended, uh, I'll read this report to you, uh, what is added by this week's report. This is, this is from the CDC website about Prevnar, uh, just updated this morning. PVC-13, aka Prevnar, use in children has led to a sharp decline in pneumococcal disease among adults and children. Based on a review of the crude evidence, the ACIP has changed the recommendation adults for Prevnar use in adults. What are the implications practice? Uh, recommend a single dose of Pneumovax-23 for adults aged greater than 65 years old, and now shared decision-making recommended regarding Prevnar use in above the age of 65 except for those who uh, are immunocompromised, immuno, uh, those who have a CSF link, leak, CSF leak, or have a cochlear implant. Additionally, could be considered, uh, those could all be considered for getting a Prevnar a year before the Pneumovax. However, it appears as though uh, that uh, our discussion was correct and the CDC does agree that Prevnar is no longer recommended for almost all adults. Uh, you can also consider uh, those at higher risk could also consider those like long-term care, care facilities. Uh, or if you have regional uh, poor vaccination rates for the Prevnar, uh, that could also make your Prevnar more effective. Again, shared decision-making in those populations. Uh, so just like we talked about last time, the risks are very, very little. The benefits are also very, very little. Um, I don't remember if I put in the statistic or not, but uh, uh, since I have it, uh, it's uh, the number needed to treat is over 26,000. The number needed to vaccinate is over 26,000 to prevent one case of invasive pneumococcal disease in immunocomp immunocompetent uh, adult over the age of 65. So again, uh, very little benefit, probably not worth the cost. Some background statistics, when the Prevnar was released in 2000 in children, the PVC, PCV, sorry, PCV13 type invasive disease among seniors declined ninefold. So vaccinating kids reduced the rates of invasive pneumococcal diseases caused by vaccine-specific strains by ninefold. In 2014, when we started letting seniors get the vaccine, get the vaccine routinely, there have been no further declines from just allowing kids to get the vaccination. So I think that's pretty telling. And uh, so while we can certainly ha be having these discussions with our patients, the CDC now agrees with the Primary Care Podcast, uh, certainly okay to change your practice now and to eliminate the routine use of Prevnar. Uh, so pretty exciting stuff. Uh, like talking about the guideline changes before they become guideline changes. Um, and I think that's where we're headed. So again, go forth, family practitioners, internal medicine physicians, APPs, NPs, uh, PAs, uh, other healthcare providers in other countries that I'm not listing, especially our listener in the UK. Hey, buddy, thanks for listening. But uh, I think that it's important that we don't use Prevnar uh, if we don't need to in our immunocompetent patients. That's it. Uh, that was just a quick update. Um, thanks for tuning in.